Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mompreneurs by mompreneurs. Each week, we are diving into mom-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today, I am your co-host, Olivia Radcliffe. And I'm your other co-host, Michelle Pulver. And today, we are going to be talking about Black Friday and how to prepare for it, both as a consumer and as a business owner. And we're probably going to get a little meta here and talk about what we are doing for Black Friday. So um, yeah, let's let's jump in. Yeah. So as a non-American, I wanted to just like preface this whole thing about Black Friday for those of us who didn't grow up with the American logic of Thanksgiving and Black Friday. So um, it's basically one of the big sales period in the year that tends to really get bonkers in terms of people putting out a lot of big offers. It's a really, really big kind of selling period, but also a really big buying period in America. And I'm going to say, even in the last few years here in France, I'm seeing a little bit more. Um, But what I think is interesting is it feels like it's shifted from just being a business to consumer kind of opportunity for selling and really these days into a business to business market as well. So in the last few years in the business space, I'm seeing more and more and more small and bigger businesses really putting out sales. So this is like the time of year if you've been keeping your eye on a program or on some software (laughs) or some tools and tech, you kind of want to keep that on your radar because the sales are often the best discount or the best bonuses you're going to get all year round. Um, So as a consumer who didn't grow up with this logic, it's definitely taken me some time to get used to just how frenzied this selling period is and just how many things there are out there for sale all at once. And it it gets really overwhelming. Like, I don't know about you, Olivia, but it gets me like super overwhelmed with just how much is being sold all in one time, all in one condensed like couple days to maybe a week period. It's a lot. (laughs) It, it is. And I think you used the perfect word, frenzied. Um, <laughs> as as an American growing up with Black Friday, mm. uh, you know, it was the one day of year we we did not leave the house because we, <laughs> we didn't want to go to the stores and face those crowds. I grew up in a mm. family of, you know, introverts. We don't want to deal with that. So. <laughs> Um, and it, it was like, we'd watch the news and see people getting hurt going to the black Friday sales, like people getting, you know, just melee. It's just crazy, crazy, Mm. frenzy, nasty mess. Um, but you know, now that I have my own online business, our online businesses and looking at it, as you said, from that kind of a business to business perspective as well, Mm. it's, it's been a very interesting shift to see how, um, how many offers there actually are and how creative people can get with mm. their offers. Cause there's so many different ways you could take advantage of black Friday. And the other thing I wanted to point out is black Friday is one day. It's the Friday mm. after Thanksgiving, but that is definitely not the sales period anymore. Um, <laughs> it is to the point where I'm seeing pre black Friday sales all the way in October, you know, more than a month before Black Friday. And then there's post Black Friday sales as well. And so people have really adapted to create this, this whole 
season of, of mm. Black Friday instead of that single day. Yeah, it is interesting. I think I had just made the assumption that it was just called Black Friday and that was the term for that season. So that's really funny that it once upon a time was one day. day. It's one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. So I think I think we could sort of share about some of the strategies maybe we have tried or are trying maybe more as consumers first, because I do think regardless of if you're going to put on your own sale or not, you are going to get all these offers flooding at you. Yes. And it is a really great opportunity for you as a consumer to save some money to get some really good deals. So I think that would be really helpful to dive into first. And then we can talk about like the other side as a business owner. Um, yeah. So do you have any strategies as you're shopping for Black Friday or maybe even preparing for Black Friday. Preparing. That's that's yeah. good. Yes, I prepare for Black Friday. Um, there are, okay, so there's the two different worlds, right? There's your mm. personal life and all those sales that are going on, you know, um, on the TVs and laptops and um, other maybe bigger tech things that might be also helpful for your business, like microphones or I don't mm. know, whatever tech. I'm looking at my tech right now and that's what's <laughs> But then on the other side of things, there's a lot of uh, coaching programs, a lot of uh, templates, um, access to memberships, things like that, that also are really, really great for your business. And so as a consumer, I do look at things that that I need or want in my business. You know, is there a big category that I, I want something in, like a specific membership around a certain topic or mm. um is there a coach or a consultant I really, really like, and I'd love to be able to do more with them or someone I'm looking to explore doing work with. Mm. Uh, and I kind of keep an eye on what they could potentially have out for Black Friday. Um, I also want to throw out Black Friday does conveniently come at the end of the tax season, really. So there are a lot of consumers, myself included, who kind of keep an eye on how much you've spent through the year. And if you need to do an extra big spend at the end of the year, Black Friday is a good way to um, to kind of utilize some of those funds in a very, very smart, efficient way. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely a very foreign concept for me as a non-American. <laughs> yes. Or, you know, I lived in America for a long time, but I was a student, so I was yeah. below any of the supplying, really. So basically, do you mean that if you've spent a certain amount on your business, you can write that off in your taxes, or is this as a consumer as well? Um, that yes, good consumer. Both, I don't know. Well, um, okay, now That's you're getting into my zone of not genius, where <laughs> I do what my accountant tells me. So no, but that's good to know. So I think if if Americans are listening, that's a good thing to know. And I think for us foreigners, <laughs> everyone else, um, I do think there is the sense of the end of the year, the taking stock. I think that this falls very nicely pre-Christmas when you're going to spend a lot on family and friends, probably. And it's a nice time to allocate some finances for improving the business, working on, you know, getting mm -hmm. yourself set up at the end of the year. So, you know, you're starting off the next year really well. Um, I have always wanted to set myself a budget for Black Friday and never done a good job of it. <laughs> but I do kind of create my shopping list of what I want and what I need. So usually on the need column are things like tech that I need to operate the business. And the first sort of year of running my business, I just signed up for things as I needed them. But I found if I could keep an eye on like, okay, this is my tech stack. 
and come Black Friday, shop around and see who's got a deal from the tech I'm already using, or maybe some systems and tools I want to be using, you can get a really, really good deal on a lot of them. And even if my annual plan hasn't ended yet, I've found that nine times out of 10, pretty much 10 times out of 10, I'm able to actually contact the customer service and get the Black Friday deal. And I've reset my annual plans to all start on Black Friday. So that's been a really helpful way to just save a bit of money, um, but also gotten me some extra bonus things. Like one of the tools I loved when I was doing one-on-one services was 17 Hats. It's like a Dubsado um, equivalent that works for other countries other than America. Um, And during their Black Friday sale, I saved like 50% on the annual plan, but I also got invited into a group where I could ask questions and get like one-on-one support with setting up my workflows in the system which was worth way more than the 50% I saved. And I wasn't shopping for that kind of bonus, but it was such a lifesaver as I got my system set up the very first time. Um, so I think that was just like a nice thing to know. Um, so on my like need list, I always put out that like tech stuff, the things that run the business and see where I can make some savings, see where I could renegotiate kind of my plans to get the very best deal. And then the want list is usually, as you said, like some templates, some maybe coaching. Usually I would try not to sign up for coaching in November because December is a wash. So I can't do anything until it starts in January. Um, But I found some really good deals on templates and memberships and things there too. Um, And usually I kind of work through my tech stack first and whatever I have left over in the bank (laughs) at the time, I get to play with my want list. Um, But this year I am going to try and set myself a more strict budget and I have been assessing my tech stack over the last few months, really breaking it down, seeing what I need, seeing if I can get any lifetime deals on systems and tools and tech. So really the things that I pay annual plans on are pretty small at the moment, Um, but those are my my first on the hit list for any sales (laughs) because I want to make that tech stack as lean as possible. I mean, you brought up a couple of really good points in there about uh, you mentioned bonuses that mm-hmm. can come with Black Friday deals. You mentioned lifetime offers and yeah. annual plans and things. Those those are some key ways, I think, to um, really uh, save some money. You know, you're spending yeah. more upfront for like a lifetime deal or an annual plan or something. But in the end, it does save you money. And if you can take advantage of special bonuses that also come along with it and actually really take advantage of them, don't just, you know, if it's a group, that you're just going to not participate in, just, you know, let's sit there, then that's not a value to you. But if it's something like you said, where you can jump in and get quite asked questions, get answers and feedback based on this product you've just bought, then that's also a really good thing to keep in mind. Um, mm. And another good thing to add to, to Black Friday promos. Yeah. Well, let's get really meta about it and flip over to the business side. Yes. So that's actually a couple of the things we've been playing with for this year's promotion for our membership that we run, the Shiny Squirrel Chasers Club. We we just really wanted to play with some of those things that are really attractive to us as buyers. So the lifetime deal is something we absolutely adore. Like the two of us cannot uh-huh. resist a good lifetime deal. Um, so playing with something like that and then, you know, adding in some bonuses as well as, you know, a price cut somewhere. I think that's a really nice way to not just reduce the price, the cost, but also increase the value. And I am really excited to see how those two strategies go for us this year, because that feels like the best 
deal I get as a consumer. So I'm really excited to see if people respond the same way as I do when shopping. Yeah. And and that's a good way if you aren't quite sure what to do for your Black Friday promotion, because there are so many different things you can do. Mm-hmm. Take a look at what you are attracted to uh, with other promotions. What really gets you excited? Like Rochelle said, we love lifetime deals. So we're like, <laughs> okay, well, we have to offer one of those, right? Yep. <laughs> um, and, you know, take a look at your uh, return on investment and your profit point for a product as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of, it, it's kind of built in. Everyone expects really, really amazing, like mind-blowing deals for Black Friday. Like these are the absolute best deals you're going to see all year is is pretty much from my perspective here, what people are looking for. I and so too. <laughs> yeah, and um, you do want to make sure that you're not losing money on Black mm-hmm. Friday. You do want to make sure that you're still staying profitable. And if it's an offer that, you know, you're really taking away all of your profit margin on, Mm. uh, then you might want to think of other ways that you can add value instead of reducing the price, you know, like adding bonuses or things like that. Yeah. So I think as business owners, kind of with this buffet of choices ahead Mm. of us, I think it would be helpful to share some of maybe like our thought process, maybe more than our tips, because pretty much everything works. It's just what is going to yeah. feel good, what's going to fit you as a business owner in whatever stage you're in. Um, so I feel like there's kind of a few different types of offers we generally see at Black Friday. As you said, there's the sale, there's the bonus bundle, something exciting you get in addition, and then there's selling something new. And I think particularly for business owners who are in the earlier stages, selling something new can be a really interesting option that we haven't really touched on yet. Um, But I would say if early in your Black Friday sales days, um, it's usually easiest to pick one of those things and then one sales mechanism. If it's like a buy one, get one free, if it's a percentage off, if it's a lifetime deal, a bonus bundle, whatever it is, to try and keep it pretty simple and then not be shy to sell. Like it is the time, the one time of year that everybody is expecting you to sell and to show up in the inbox a lot. And I think most smaller business owners, we get really nervous about showing up so much of selling so overtly to put ourselves and our businesses out there so quote unquote aggressively during the sales season. And I I just want to like encourage you if this is maybe you, if you've just picked one thing and you've given one really great incentive for people to buy it, in the loudest week of the year, you want to make sure it gets the attention it deserves and gets in front of the people who are looking for it. You know, they're out there shopping, they're ready to buy. It's the one time of year that people come credit card in hand, ready to buy things. And it would be such a shame if they didn't even know about your offer in the deluge of other things available to them. Um, So I think the simplest, best advice I think I've been given and I think I want to pass on is just to really not be shy about selling at this time, um, but to keep it simple and pick a thing to sell. Um, And that can be your things. It can be other people's things. It can be a roundup of other people's things. Like there's so many different things to do, but I, I encourage you unless you're a conscientious objector to opt in for Black Friday. (laughs) Yeah, it does give you 
almost permission to play around with sales. Mm. If, if you've been kind of hesitant about getting out there and selling in your business, or it's feeling a little off to you, this is a great way. As you said, everyone is selling. Everyone expects you to sell. It's yeah. a really great opportunity for you to just dive in and practice selling, like really go out there and sell your stuff. Because the reality is, is you are still providing an amazing offer to someone. Your offer will change someone's life for the better, one way, shape, or form. And this is a great way for you to really kind of embrace that message and feel it for, for yourself as well as you're getting out there and serving people instead of looking at it strictly from a, I'm going to get as many sales as possible sort of thing. Um, it's a good opportunity to practice that mindset, to practice mm. your sales, practice getting out there and, and asking for the sale. Um, yeah. I think on the flip side, if you're anything like I think I've become this year, I, <laughs> I've i fallen in love with selling. <laughs> like I want to sell things all the time because I've figured out finally that it's a good thing, <laughs> that it's actually I really love buying stuff and I want to be putting things out there for other people to buy and feel as good as I feel when I buy stuff I really love. Um, so I think on the other hand, it can be really tempting to just throw everything out there and do all the things and chase all those shiny ideas you have for the biggest, best Black Friday ever. Um, and that's something we really can resonate with and something we actually talk a lot in our membership, the Shiny Squirrel Chasers Club, about how to wrangle when you've got too many ideas and uh -huh. too much excitement <laughs> about something. And I think maybe not everybody shares this particular shiny squirrel, but I don't know, Black Friday sales, I've got way too many ideas because it just lights me up. And I think working through our own framework was really helpful for me narrowing it down. <laughs> I'm still doing three sales, but you know, that's a lot more narrowed down than it was before. <laughs> I love that you have embraced selling and that you, you realize that as you're selling, that people are really enjoying buying from you. They enjoy that process. They enjoy, yeah. you know, getting that little, that little hit every time they, they buy something that's really awesome. So that's, that's really cool. That's really cool. And you're right. It can get like, you have so many options with Black Friday. So whether mm -hmm. you love selling or you're trying to get your selling legs on, um, it can get really overwhelming with trying to figure out, okay, just what exactly am I doing? How much is mm -hmm. too much? You know, because there is on the consumer side of things, there's that overwhelm, right? As yeah. we said in the beginning, we get bombarded with so many deals, so many people selling so many, you know, options for things. We only have so much money, hopefully to spend on black Friday. <laughs> like hopefully we've set good budgets. Maybe, uh, maybe not. It's okay. Uh, you do you, but how as a, cons um, not as a consumer, how as a business owner, do mm -hmm. you Michelle address mm -hmm. um, people getting overwhelmed with black Friday? Yeah, I think I can't control how many emails they've signed up for, how many emails they're opening, how much social media content they're consuming, how many podcasts they're listening to. I have no control over that as a business owner. All I can control is what I put out. So I've embraced the opt-out logic in email, which is my main form of marketing and selling. I love to very quickly offer an option for people to skip a promotion if it's not interesting to them. And I make it really clear how to opt out of this sales sequence if this isn't for them. 
Um, and I trust my subscribers, my people to be responsible with their energy, with their inboxes and take that initiative if it's overwhelming to them. Um, I think it can feel, I don't know, weirdly easier to adopt this sort of mentality of like, I will preemptively save those people from the stress of emailing by not emailing from me and not giving them, you know, more of my emails to worry about. But I think that's kind of a false logic because they didn't opt out of hearing from you. They had no choice in that matter. You're kind of taking away that decision from the people who might be really excited and need an extra reminder, might need more information to feel ready to buy. So I kind of flip that thought process on its head and I'm like, okay, if I want to know about something, I might need to hear about it a bunch, but I will I will tell you if it's too much by opting out of that email or opting out of that sequence. So I'm kind of taking it as like, we're all grownups here. <laughs> we can be responsible for our own stuff. If it's too much for you, here's a really easy way for you to opt out of this or my entire emails. If this isn't for you, probably most of the stuff I have to sell isn't for you. So there's no point in you staying on my email list and for me paying you on my email list. So I kind of see it as like, we're all grownups. If you choose to be here, you choose to also hear about the things I have to sell. And I'm going to let you choose when you are done with hearing about this for now. Yeah. And so for the very visual people out there like myself, mm. your emails, like when they come in, if it's a specific campaign or something, a specific yeah. product you're talking about, you have at the very top of your email, a very beautiful highlighted box with a button that says, Hey, if you're not interested in this XYZ offer, no worries. Click here to get off the list. Yeah. And it's, it's the, it's easy. It's so easy. And it's, um, it's kind of embracing that letting them make the choice instead of you either being scared to email them because you don't want to bombard them with so many things. Okay, here, here's your choice to get off the list if you're not interested in it um, mm. or your choice to stay on if it is something that that you're interested in. Um, yeah. How about you? How do you deal with the overwhelm piece of the selling puzzle? Yeah, I, I mean, I've embraced the opt-out culture also. I do. I have quick, easy way that if you're not interested in this specific thing I'm offering, um, here's a way to get out. I don't want to just bombard people with emails. I mm. don't want to trick them into buying from me. I don't Ugh. want to like, if you don't want it, you don't want it. It's okay. No hard feelings. I promise. Like mm. there is a certain time in our lives where we need stuff and times when we don't. So um, I do embrace that. I've been lately trying this new thing with my inbox, which is it's kind of against several different marketing strategies out there, but I am currently loving it and I've gotten some really good feedback. And I think I will probably continue this with the Black Friday campaigns where in the um, you have your subject line with an email and then you have that pretext header thing line. Mm -hmm. Um I think it's called a preview text in preview convert. text. People yeah. listening are using convert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, in that section, I've actually been categorizing my emails. So I will have in brackets, awesome deal. And then in brackets, what the deal, like what product it is that it's a deal on, or I will say uh, marketing tip or in brackets, I'll say, um, I don't know, announcement <laughs> or product mm -hmm. update or something like that. So that you have the subject line that's saying exactly what the email's for, or it's creative or whatever. 
And then you can very easily see whether this is a deal, if it's an update to a product you already have, if it's just me telling a story or giving you a tip or something and letting the people who receive my inbox and my uh, emails decide whether they're in the frame of mind to look at a sale or Mm -hmm. if they're in the frame of mind to read a marketing tip. Um, And that's something I've been trialing out because my inbox has been the bane of my existence lately. All of the inboxes, I have multiple inboxes Mm -hmm. and um, I always have looked at it and it's gotten really hard to decide what's a sales email, what's an update, what's, you know, something else. And I've been feeling a little faded and switched by some of the Mm -hmm. emails, you know? And um, so I just wanted to make sure I was incredibly blatantly clear on (laughs) what I'm doing with the emails and let my, the people on the list make the decision. And that's kind of following that, that logic. And so I I don't know, it's been working so far. It's again, as I said, against several different marketing strategies, but rules are meant to be broken. (laughs) Rules are meant to be broken. And, but that is something I'm going to try this black Friday to Mm -hmm. further help make it a very clear, here's what this deals on. If you want it, if this is what you're interested in, great. If not, please, you can move on. It's good. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. And something we talk a lot about you and I, I guess off mic (laughs) um, is about that like transparency behind business and marketing and selling. And I think, you know, I struggle as a neurodivergent person to read between the lines a lot of the time. And I find Mm -hmm. it very taxing navigating the gray. That is a lot of what this marketing and sales world has become. And I really appreciate the overtness because I don't, mind people selling to me I quite like it because Mm -hmm. I want to buy useful helpful things that help me grow my business or help me clothe my child or feed my cats or whatever like I want and need those things I don't want to have to do detective work to figure out that that's what's happening so I really appreciate that and I think that's something you and I have been leaning deeper into this year of just like doing what it says on the tin like being very clear being very like I guess direct but in a polite way (laughs) about just like it is what it is and it's not a bad thing to be selling it's not a bad thing to not be selling just to tell us what it is Um, I think it's a much kinder approach to taking up some of this space that our marketing and selling takes up so I really love that Um, and a super smoothly transition that over to our super transparent like I guess announcement that we are going to be doing a really fun podcast series over the next week um we wanted to share some bite-sized episodes with you so shorter than the regular ones with just like some interesting thoughtful tips that we've come across as we have been chasing shiny objects so we put that together in a series and over the next couple of days we'll be sharing those with you and again full transparency this is because we have this really cool deal that we put together for Black Friday for our membership the Chinese World Chasers Club so I encourage you to listen to that if not no hard feelings but we would love to at least have you know ahead of time that's what we're doing that's why these episodes are going out but also let you think ahead hey maybe this is something I'd like put that on the list you're planning on so that you're aware that it's coming and it's not a surprise. So this is the like 
disclose ahead of time of like, this is what we're doing and we don't want it to feel sneaky or tricky. It's just, is what it is. We're sharing some stuff, helping you decide if it's the right fit. And then we're going to share a really cool deal we put together for you. Yeah. And, and regardless on if you continue on to, to, you know, partake in our black Friday deal or not, um, these five episodes we have coming up, I think will have some really awesome oh, yeah. value in there. If you are someone who is maybe a multi-passionate neurodivergent entrepreneur <laughs> chasing a million different shiny things at once. Um, so I, I think it's definitely worth a listen, but we'll again, leave that up to you fully transparent. Yeah. So <laughs> All right. On that note, go ahead and keep an ear out tomorrow for the first of those five episodes to drop. Um, And then in the meantime, thank you so much for joining us this week on Marketing Like a Mother. If you found value in the show today and want to support some fellow mompreneurs, we would absolutely appreciate a rating or even just telling a friend about the show. And we will be back next week with more marketing tips for busy moms with businesses. And we'll be back tomorrow for some good tips for you multi-passionate entrepreneurs out there. So until then, take care.